This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 8th of November. There was a traditional and rather dramatic ritual that took place at the funeral of the Austrian Emperor. When the funeral cortege arrived at the gates of the Capuchin Church, under which lies the imperial crypt, a herald knocks on the door. And a friar asks from inside, who demands entry? And the herald responds with the name and the title of the deceased, Emperor of Austria, Apostolic King of Hungary, King of Bohemia, of Dalmatia, of Croatia, of Galicia, and King of Jerusalem, Archduke of Austria, Grand Duke of Tuscany, and of Krakow. The Capuchin then responds, we do not know him. And the same procedure is repeated a second time with the herald listing the knighthoods and decorations bestowed during life upon the emperor. And the friar responds from inside, we do not know him. And at a third attempt, the herald proclaims when asked who seeks entry, a sinful mortal human being. And the doors are opened and the dead emperor is admitted into the crypt. At the end of our life, when we are brought into the church ahead of our being laid to rest, all of the achievements of our life, the wealth, the titles, the successes, will avail us nothing since we are recognised by God simply as a mortal, sinful human being. St Paul reminds us that death is the great leveller, but just as all men die in Adam, all will be brought to life again in Christ. What struck St Paul and those around him was that the resurrection of Jesus had changed everything. In Jesus, who is God, someone who has died has come back to life and finally overcome what had been the ancient curse of man. Death is no longer a curse, but something filled with hope. And let's be honest, the reality of death is going to face every single one of us listening to this today. And the majority of us have probably already experienced death, albeit second-hand, through the death of someone we love or who is close to us. This means the world, as we know and experience it, is going to end. The lights will go out. Everything will come to a close. But when the world, as we know it, ends... What will happen then? What will it be like? We don't know. We don't know when it will end. Jesus says that not even the Son or the angels know, only the Father. So it's idle for us to speculate about it. But we all know that our world, as far as we are concerned, will one day come to an end. So what should we do? We should look and listen. We should stay vigilant and awake so that we see these things when they happen. However, most of us spend most of our time diverting ourselves away from this great question. Our leisure, our business, our interests of whatever kind they are, all that we do for fun, for the most part, are diversions from this fact. We don't want to face the inevitable 
most unpleasant of questions. And so we do this and that to create diversions away from it. St. Benedict wrote in his rule to monks, Hold before your eyes every day your own death. And there was a custom in monasteries until relatively recent times that monks were encouraged to dig a small part of their own grave every day. Is that morbid? No, but it's rather taking a serious look honestly at this question. The antidote is given to us by Jesus in the Gospel with those five wise and five foolish bridesmaids. It was a kind of snapshot of life from the time of Jesus with these wedding celebrations that went on for days. And according to the custom of the time, the bridesmaids had to escort the groom from his home to that of his betrothed and bring her back to his place. Because in those days, the attention was on him and not as it it is nowadays on the bride. Now the analogy should be clear to us. Jesus is the bridegroom. The church is the bride. We are waiting so that he might draw us into the great celebration of heaven. It will happen, of course, at our death, when the bridegroom will come for each one of us. And our task is to be vigilant, to be ready, not diverted into drowsiness, but to be watching and ready. We don't know when he'll come. It could be today or next week or in 10 years time. I don't know, but the key is to be ready so that when he comes, I'm prepared. What does it mean to have oil in our lamps, concretely speaking, to be ready, to be looking at the fact of our death and at the end of the world? First of all, it means to be a person of regular and steady prayer, being in contact with God and in constant conversation with him. Secondly, we must stay close to the sacrament of reconciliation, confession. Nothing prepares us better for eternal life than the constant stock-taking of our life and the inner purification that goes with this sacrament, not in an obsessive way, but regularly, to bring our sins before the Lord and seek his forgiveness. Because we can't wait until the last minute to do what we should have been doing throughout our entire lives. And thirdly, don't let grudges and resentments fester. Keep the deep and important relationships that we have in good repair. Do I have some grudge? Do I lack forgiveness? Then let's deal with it. How many people on their deathbed, as the end is coming close, deeply regret the fact that they let so many relationships fall? So let's keep them in good shape and not be like the Emperor Caligula, who when dying was asked if he forgave his enemies, to which he replied, my enemies are all dead. No, rather let us be known as people of deep reconciliation and forgiveness. And the last thing, like a good Benedictine monk, keep a concrete reminder close at hand to remind us of the end. Some small token, a picture, something tangible, And in this way, we keep ourselves vigilant, prepared, oil in the lamps and ready for the Lord when he comes. The obvious thing to remind us of this would be a rosary. The rosary is a good memento mori, a reminder of death. 
If we say the rosary daily, then we will have prayed now and at the hour of our death 50 times, every day at least. And she, Mary, to whom this petition is repeatedly addressed, will be there to assist us in the gentle journey from this life to the next with her mother's prayers. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep from us all adversity so that unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.